Hey, it's Bob Harper, and you are listening to Girls Gone Wild. to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 234. It's the last episode of 2017. I feel very cliche every time I say, oh my gosh, time has flown. But it feels like every time we get to the end of a year, like where did the time go? Do you feel like that way, especially because you have a child and you feel like time just... In some ways I do, but in other ways, like it's been a long two years with him. Like, he's growing up really fast, but in other ways, I feel like the time is going by really slow. Yeah. Like, the thing that I say with kids is the days are slow, but the days are long, but the years are years fast. Years are fast, yeah. And that is true, like, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like he's growing up fast, but nothing else in my life is, like, going by quickly. Yeah. I feel like this year was really long. Yeah. This year was I'm ready. pretty I'm ready long. for 2018. It's a crazy year. So do you want to go into a little bit more about um, the big news as far as like, did, we didn't talk about your job. No, I mentioned Bob. it briefly on the Bob podcast. And yeah, I had so just given my notice like that day. We probably want to talk a little bit about that first and foremost. Yeah. And then we're going to debrief some of the Bob ep- episode. We are recording this the night before Bob's episode comes out. And I've been editing and listening to it for like the past three days. So I really want to, I need, I need some processing. You need a debrief. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tell everyone so really quick what's going on with your job. I'm quitting my job. <laughs> Um, you guys are probably like, Claire, two years ago, you said you would never quit your job because you hated job hunting. Don't do it. And it's true. I hate job hunting a lot, but my job, as you guys have heard over the last probably six months really has continually been a bigger and bigger stressor for me. And I just, I've tried a lot of things. I had sort of a come to Jesus with my boss, not come to Jesus, but sat down with her a couple of times and have said, listen, I really feel like I'm struggling a lot. I feel really underwater. I don't feel like I'm doing a good job. Like I just don't feel set up for success. You know, I have way too much work on my plate. And first of all, that was really hard for me to tell, to say, to like admit that. But also I just felt like after I said that, she you know like there wasn't ever really it was like she heard me and she was she's wonderful she's really really nice really supportive but it was always like you're right this job can be hard you're but you're doing a great job just like keep doing what you're doing and it was like I don't feel like I'm doing a great job like you can tell me all day long like yeah you told me that a lot where she would be like oh that's great we're all stressed and you're like but I'm like drowning here yeah like I appreciate you validating me but like there's only after six months it's like I need more than validation I need help And, or I need like support or something other than just like, yeah, you're right. This can be hard. And it's like, (laughs) okay, I know that it can be hard. I'm living that life right now. And I would appreciate like some slightly more constructive ideas. And the whole thing that I've worked for like direction and help, like, Hey, yeah, I was like, what do you suggest I do? And she was like, well, you know, it's just a busy time of year. Like (laughs) she was always very, very supportive. Yeah. But in terms of actually being able to offer support, she's just as busy as anyone else on my team. Yeah. And so it's like, she doesn't really, and that's like, oh, you know, that's part of the problem is that the team that I've been on is very, um, just not a lot of resources in terms of manpower. And the work that I've been doing is just like the volume of it is crazy. So long story short, I just didn't feel like I wasn't getting the support that I felt like I needed, or I felt like I had continually been, you know, trying, I'm not like, well, I did straight up ask, like, we need to hire someone else. And the other thing is the whole time that I've worked there, right before I started working there, which was like super early summer 2016, they had just, uh, there were four account managers and two account coordinators. The two account coordinators had just left. And so they hired me on to take both of those positions. Yeah, I remember that. So from day one, I was like, taking like, two people's yeah, roles. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like the week that I started, one of the account managers quit she moved home to be with her family she just had a baby like whatever not a big deal and they never filled her position and then within like the next six months two more people quit and we 
we did rehire those positions, but like all that to say the department was traditionally six people plus my boss and we've been at four people plus my boss with like more more work than ever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all that to say that like it just has I like for what they're trying to do, I can see um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that like I don't want to say, oh, I'm just blaming it completely on the structure, completely on the the company. I also think it's like fundamentally this work, there's just too much that I can't control. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is so stressful. Yeah. I'm not the type of person who can just sit back and be like, well, it is what it is. Like, you know, some things you just can't control. Like, I'm like, no, I must have my arms around everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's something I probably need to work on in my life. But being a, an account manager for a very, very large company with some very, very large accounts that are very, very high visibility within both companies, it has just been so much pressure for me and so much stress. And it has gotten to the point where I'm not sleeping. I haven't worked out in a long time. I'm not eating well. Like my quality of life is suffering a lot. Yeah. And it really got to the point where I was like, there's a lot of reasons that I'm not feeling supported. There's a lot of reasons that this job is not a good fit for me. And I just can't keep putting my head down. And I feel like, you know, I've known this for a good six months. Like, it's not like I had one bad day and it was like, Ugh, I'm out of here. Was like, this has been building and you know that. And I've been talking yeah. about it on the podcast for a long time of like, I've just been at that point for so long. And so finally I was like, I can't, like, I have enough other irons in the fire that, you know, I can, I've already had a couple other job interviews. We obviously have the podcast, which would be great to be able to focus on that for a while and enough flexibility there that it was like, you know what, I'm not like, there's no reason for me to be putting myself through this day in and day out. Right. This is not, this is not like a survival situation. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that was a very long rambling like explanation, but I had a lot of anxiety about it. I felt like people were going to say, oh my God, Claire, like, are you sure this is, you know, like this is your husband's in school. You have a two-year-old, like what the hell are you doing? Well, the peanut gallery is always going to have a, have a voice, right? It's just... Yeah, there's totally. always going to be people who are going to say shit. But I think the thing that was you know, like the more people I told that were closer to me, the more everyone was like, "Yeah, you need to get out of that job." Like you, we've watched you suffer for months. Like if you can make it happen, make it happen. And I haven't told most of my family yet. My mom knows. My dad doesn't know. He's going to like roll his eyes. But what are you going to do? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't fit your definition of health. Was that was that something that no. kind of yeah, brought it and to that the surface? too. Yeah, but like I'm not you know day in and day out like my priorities are so far away from where I want them to be. And I'm learning that, you know, some of that's on me, but I'm also like learning that within this particular job, it's just not a good fit. So extreme to the point that like, I am so far in the hole that I can't even dig myself out. Okay. Where it's like, you know, you kind of just have to get to that point where it's like, I acknowledge this is also like a symptom of me not being able to manage stress well, not being able maybe to set boundaries well, but I'm so far into it that like it, it, I can't save it mm-hmm. and I don't have the resources to, like take a step back and say okay this is where I am like there has never been another mode for me in this job other than just put your head down and get through it and like you can't do that forever no and I think the thing that is important to know is I think a lot of listeners probably relate to there's challenges and then there's like, this is just not doable. This is not sustainable. So like we can do hard things, like we can do difficult things, but there's one thing of like, I can make it through this challenge and I see the light at the end of the tunnel where I think what you've been experiencing is just like, there's zero light. You're so down in a hole that there's never going to be light for like 10 years. And that's the thing is it's like every single time it would be like, okay, well, I just have to get through this season. Well, then this off season was like my boss has who's worked there for 11 years. It's like, this was the biggest, busiest off season we've ever had. I was like, well, let's just get through this one event. Well, then there's the next event. Well, let's just get through the season. Well, then it's, you know, it's just like one thing after another. And to your point, like there was, it's one thing to say, Oh, this is really hard, but you know, in two weeks, this project will be done or whatever. But it was like, this is just my life. Yeah. And like, I'm not willing for this to be my life. Yeah. You were taking it so, home every day and stressed out. Yeah. And, yeah. and not sleeping. And, and so, you know, I've learned some good things about myself and about what I am good at and what I'm not good at. And um, it's been hard for me to acknowledge that like, I really, and I've talked about this, there, I, there, I really want to be the person who like can do anything of like anywhere you put me, I'm going to excel. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, that's just not reality for anyone. Nobody's good at everything. And I'm not good at, you know, super intense account management apparently yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is fine right there's like I'm okay with 
a certain number of variables. And when you give me too many, too many balls to put in the air, like I'm not the kind of person who can just say, okay, well, this is fine. And let's just see what happens. I, I feel like I have to like control, not control, but I, I want to have ownership over things. And that was causing me, there's just too much to do that with. So anyway, I feel like I'm being sort of cryptic because I, I, feel like we don't talk a whole lot like specifics about our jobs yeah I don't think but like I, and I understand why because I, I mean I have no yeah. idea if there's like any co-workers that listen to this I don't even know if people know that I do this so but if there's like the one chance that they do like if personal like personal work shit gets out there I think I could really screw myself so I just don't want to do that totally and I think like my boss knows that I podcast she knows that like a big part of why I'm leaving is to potentially grow the podcast and spend more time focusing on the podcast so Mm -hmm. i could see her totally listening this episode and i don't think she would hear anything that would surprise her right of you know she knows that i felt this way and she knows that um i've been really stressed and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's been so i feel good i did i did give basically like five weeks notice because Mm -hmm. we have this big event coming up in mid-january and i was like i'll work up to that event and um yeah so i'll be leaving in mid-january i don't have anything exactly lined up i have a lot of like i said kind of irons in the fire but i haven't Mm. um i don't have like and then i'm gonna go do xyz i my dream would be to start a gym yeah let's put that out there yeah i would love to start a crossfit gym (laughs) i think everyone who knows me and everyone who listens knows that i absolutely loved coaching i've always talked about starting a gym from like the moment i started crossfit one of the first things i did after i started crossfit was i bought the url crossfit moab which I have since had to get rid of because someone else has CrossFit like affiliated it and they emailed me and they were like, uh, you're not the owner of this affiliate. And I was like, sorry, I didn't know how this worked. (laughs) (laughs) So is that how it works? Like if you're, if they're an affiliate, they get the website? Yeah. I mean like I can't own CrossFitMob.com. The CrossFit van will come after me. Oh really? I didn't know that. Think about how I didn't know you could. Yeah. But I didn't know you, you like a website is no, I mean, I guess like it, like the as URL. Long as, you know, like if nothing is parked on the URL, it probably doesn't matter. Right. But it was like, I can't do anything with that URL. I can't have content on there if I'm not like the CrossFit Moab affiliate owner because it would be misleading. So we'll see. I, wanna, I would love to start a gym. I don't really have the cash to do that. And everyone's like, you can get a personal loan. It's not that much. I'm like, you can't get a personal loan if you just bought a house. That's not how, that's not how credit that's works. That's not how credit works. <laughs> so we'll see there's i have a couple of different ideas and yeah. a couple of different i've been applying to jobs and i'm just looking forward to being able to kind of hit the reset button and i so you announced it like the day that you came over for the bob interview and so we yeah, did I literally that gave notice that day yeah it was really cute because bob was like super excited about it he's like he was, you I gave like notice he wanted to like keep talking about he it he did we like, he was and i would have kept talking but i I totally wanted to respect his time, but he was super, super generous. How do you think it went? What? Bob. Oh, I thought you meant giving my notice. I was no. like, I feel like we just talked about that. <laughs> so how's your job going? Oh, so good. Uh, I think it went great. He was so nice. Wasn't I mean, I don't, so I, nice. I expected him to be nice, but yeah. he was so nice. He, How do you uh, think it went? I feel well, like you were, not that I don't love Bob, don't get me wrong, but we all know that this really was like your epic moment. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, you don't, you don't super fan girl about anyone. So I feel like Christmas Abbott oh. was like your epic one. And that, yeah. Although and I would love to, to interview yeah, Christmas to have again. her again for sure. Yeah, I was super nervous. And then we obviously did a Skype video, so we were able to see him. But you know, the first second we're on the video with him, he's showing us his cute dogs. It was so cute. Joy, he like just friend requested us on Skype, and Joy was like. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He just, yeah. you know, he requested. It was like, if, if any of you guys have ever been in a situation where you're with your friend while her crush is texting her. Yep. That's that exactly like what it was. Exactly the experience I was having with Joy yep. getting ready for this interview where she's yep. like, what do you think he's going to say? Yeah. What should I say? What should I do? Yeah. When I logged on to Skype, I was like, oh my gosh, he friend requested. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He's on. He's on right now. No, it was just lovely. It was such a good interview. I felt really good about the interview itself. I just love that we yeah. were able to see him. So there were obviously some things that you could tell we were like showing each other over the Skype video. But yeah, it was just great. I loved because I was editing the podcast, his episode for the past few days and listening to it and re-listening to it. And 
I loved what he talked about when he was like, I just needed to get back to CrossFit. Like he's like, I wanted to get back into judging and I wanted to just be around people because I was so sad that I was missing the open or I was missing the games that year. And he's like, I just needed to be around it. And as I was listening to that, I was like, oh my gosh, for as much as sometimes we get sick of CrossFit or we need to kind of take a step back or people will criticize CrossFit, I always feel like, like that is the one thing that makes it special that people who don't do it will never understand that that, totally. that piece of being around your community is so right we just important. want to get back in the in the room yeah um one of our friends jasmine had a baby and she just posted today on instagram stories that it was her first day back and she posted like her little girl in the little car seat and then the picture of the gym and i was like oh, i remember that feeling of like okay i'm back but yeah. it is like and i think that i've missed that too about not having a gym up here that we go to um sure yeah, you don't have that feeling of walking in and being like, okay. Yeah, here's my people. It's, not, it's like your safe space. And there's yeah. like this home base feeling about it. And I don't know how to explain it, but I'm sure everyone who does CrossFit that's listening to this understands. And it's not like an exclusive club feel. It's just more of this is why you show up and get motivated. There's there's a lot of programming yeah. out there where people are like, what people often ask us or, you know, ask advice for what programs they could do or workouts they could do from home. And part of me is like, oh, I just wish you could go to an actual gym because I don't know about you, but I just, it's hard for me to motivate by myself. Like if I know there's people that I'm accountable to, or at least when I show up and they're like, oh, where were you yesterday? Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I mean, I think, you know, if you, there are legitimate reasons why you can't go to a gym, like, but it, it, it's not the same. Yeah. Even if you have all the same programming, it's just not the same. And so when he was talking about that, I was like, that is the essence of CrossFit. Because a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, they still kind of bash on CrossFit because they're like, nobody needs to work out that hard. I'm like, I think we're kind of moving away from the fact that we really, we know now that we don't need to work out like the pros yeah, do. Yeah, like if, if that's still your criticism. Kind of, yeah, like I'm kind of over that. I'm like, all right. I think yeah, that's, that's pretty exhausting. If, if that's still your criticism, then clearly you are not in the CrossFit world because otherwise you would know that right. that's not really the thing anymore. Right, it's not. No. Anyway, and then the other thing that he was like, I don't need to be the guy with the abs because what am I yeah. just going to be the guy with the abs in the casket? And I was just like, oh, my God, that's so true. So I've been thinking about that a lot lately of just like in terms of all the stuff we've talked about with body image and yeah. all that bullshit where it's like, yeah, so if I and I know we're I don't want to get too extreme. But yeah, like if you were to die tomorrow, I really don't give a shit about being the person with the abs. I just don't like we need to put that into perspective. I was yeah. ta- um, listening to an episode of Mind Pump the other day where they were talking about like the picture of health is not lean. Like that is not right. a healthy person. And he's like, really, Sal was saying this. He's like the per- the person that has like body fat on them and is just like taking care of themselves and not stressing is a healthy person. He's like, you need body fat. So people with very low body fat, that is not healthy. And uh, it just makes me really sad because I know that we're still kind of doing an uphill battle of all the shit we see on Instagram and social media about people who have like the lowest body weight or body, 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 uh, yeah, they're body so, fat. So lean. Well, and I think too, like when you say that I have this immediate reaction of like somebody who's listening to this is going to be like, well, that's not everybody. Like you can't just make the blanket statement. Well, if you're super lean, then you're not healthy. But at the same time, it's like, actually you kind of can make that blanket. I'm sorry. Okay. From someone who like, I'm a fairly lean person to begin with. Right. And because I, when I dropped really low body fat to really low body fat two years ago, my years ago, yeah, it was two years ago. It was like my health was in the shitter. And I think more what uh, it is, is it's like, there's everybody is different, but there is such a thing as too lean. Yes. No matter what your body type, and that number and that look, it's going to be different for everybody, different for everybody, but there everybody. is such a thing as too lean. And what one person might be sustainable for one person won't be for another person. Right. But like at the end of the day, there is a line you can cross no matter what your body type is. And it's all about the symptoms of what you're experiencing, right? So right. yeah, amen to that. Let's put that to bed for a while. For 2000, yes. 2017, the like, conversation is on the shelf. And I do want to be very clear. I just have to do a little housekeeping that um, when I mentioned a couple episodes episodes ago about my frustration with Weight Watchers and the free foods. I want to be very clear that I am not bashing any type of program. What I am bashing is the labeling of making food good or bad because I do not think that's healthy. I don't think that establishes a healthy relationship with food. Now, can you do a program like that and be a healthy person and gain a lot of really positive things from it? 100%. But 
for the majority of people. We all struggle with food issues. So I'm going to stand by my comment that if you are doing a program and you're, you know, forced to look at food as good or bad or certain food is good or bad, please be careful with that because yeah. I don't think that's it's gonna healthy. be hard. Yep. Okay, so moving on to uh, our 2018 plan, because I mentioned in our Insta story, I think it was last week, that I just had this like aha moment come to me of like what I want 2018 to be, and the my word was connection. Mm-hmm. Your word for this year was the year of less, right? And you did a post yeah, on that recently. It started out that way, and yeah. I think that it's I wouldn't say that that exact word like followed me through but I think that the concept that I was going for went pretty well which I think ultimately it was ended up being less about quote-unquote less and more about prioritizing Mm -hmm. and I think that that's what I was trying to get at when I was talking about less of like how can you make it so that you're only focusing on what's important and honestly I think that like by quitting my job that was like the ultimate prioritization of like there's a lot of other like there's a lot of scary things about not having a job I'm gonna have to go out and get health insurance you know all these different Mm -hmm. things but like at the end of the day I'm focusing on like the things that are my true priority and of course like having a house over my head and being able to afford groceries are a huge priority but within that like I think that it sort of evolved into self-care and just being honest with myself about what I really needed versus what outside um, influences were telling me that I needed. Mm-hmm. The comparison. Also, guys, very quick disclaimer. I should have made this at the beginning. I have a cold, so that's why I kind of sound like this right now. <laughs> so I apologize. The thing that you just said, I was thinking about this recently too, is that we, gosh, we're such a product of our environment. So like there's so many things that we probably would not, that wouldn't be on our radar if it wasn't for social media. But the year of connection was, it just kind of came to me because I started to get fed up. And what I don't want to do is bitch about things. I always want to be like, all right, Joy, when you get to a, a place where you're just like constantly complaining, what's the solution? Because complaining isn't going to get you anywhere. So I found myself just like scrolling through Instagram or scrolling through social media. And granted, everyone could be like, well, just get off social media. I just don't want to do that. I quite frankly, I do like social media. But I just don't want to like have it be have such a negative effect on my mood because sometimes I'll find myself going through social media and I'll be like, oh, it's so annoying. Like you're so full of yourself or like all these things are like judging people. And I'm like, that doesn't feel good either. So my solution was like, okay, I'm going to spend 2018, like instead of focusing on what other people are doing that annoys me, I'm going to connect to myself. I'm going to put like focus on giving back because that's the only thing that ever really, really makes me feel good. And actually it's a lot of like what we, what I tell patients to do in therapy, like people who are super, super depressed, like the one thing that makes people feel good is when you give back to others, even if it's in like the smallest way. So a lot of people came up with with some really good ideas. Um, I put a request out to people on, you know, on on our Insta stories to see if like if they've ever done anything like this before. Um, A lot of listeners have, which is really cool. Someone did something with their gym for the year. So they like focused on doing a community. Oh, I think they just did like an event or or something once a month with their gym. Other people did it for the entire year. Some people were like, yeah, I focused on a word kind of like what you and I do um, and focused on that for the year. But what I want to be clear about for myself is like, it doesn't have to be like volunteering for hours a day somewhere, right? Like I give for my job every day. Like I'm kind of in the giving profession. So I'm not about like spending more time face-to-face giving, right? Like I am thinking more along the lines of like, how can I be more mindful every single day of like giving back to the world? Like picking up trash when I go on a walk with JT or like sending someone a really happy note or just doing like a random act of kindness. And it can be super, super small. But I think that is something that will turn the tides as far as like, I don't want to just be this grumpy person behind social media complaining about what what people like how selfish everyone is being. Yeah, Brandon and I talk about that a lot. He recently took Facebook and Instagram off his phone, not recently, like months ago. And he's like, you know, I spend time a lot of time on social media and he's always getting on me about it. And he's like, you know, there are all these studies now that show that people are happier who aren't constantly connected. And he's like, you're just always on your phone. You're always looking at different things. And it's like, first of all, I don't think this podcast would be what it was if we did not spend time on social media. Fair. Like, you know, the it's reality just the nature is, of the beast. Yeah. Right. The reality is that like 
we have to maintain our social media accounts. So that is what it is. But also, you know, he was like, well, you know, the one time I got back on Instagram, the first post I saw was of like a friend climbing and they immediately made me feel bad. Like, well, why can't I be out there? Why haven't I climbed in so long? Like, what am I doing in my life? And I was like, well, first of all, that's on you. And that's not on that person. It's on you and your reaction. And like either A, unfollow that person or B, take a, take a, another second to say, why am I having this reaction? Why can't I just be happy for this person that they're having a great time? And maybe make a comment of like, that looks amazing. Wish I was there, you know? And like, it doesn't have to turn, you know, like cause this downward spiral of like, what am I doing with my life? If I can't be climbing right now. But I do think that there are a lot of people out there and a lot of accounts out there that really are trying to get that authentic connection or trying to be real. And I think I more look look at it as like our role and our responsibility is to be that type of an account mm-hmm. so that people can look at us and be like like these they're like it real makes them feel good. honest it makes right. them, it feel, makes them good. feel good yeah. it makes them feel connected it makes them feel like empowered and encouraged rather than making them be like Ugh, oh my gosh why can't i why can't i be that person yeah like this crazy ideal that just doesn't exist right it's not real and i think that that is but so digging deeper like when i look at these accounts i do ask myself like what bothers me about this and I think it is that I it's just not my personality to put out content like you said that like we don't want to put stuff out that's just too pretty like we're just that to me breeds insecurity people really like reality and people really like to see things kind of messy and when you're constantly putting out this like ideal I think some people might argue, like, if you have an account like this, might argue, be like, well, you know, that's their, that's on them of like how they react. But I don't know. I think if you have a big following, you have a responsibility to take care of people. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's, you know, it's like, I think the people who say, oh, you know, it's on them how they react. That's true. But like, you also you know, you get back what you put out there. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be the type of person who's like constantly like a certain Instagram person who we have maybe mentioned on this podcast before recently had another post about how she has all these haters and I'm like maybe you wouldn't have so many haters if you didn't post this kind of thing you know like that's what I mean it's like want to know something we don't have any haters yeah we don't have we any haters don't have any haters we have you know thousands like and thousands zero. of haters of haters thousands yeah. and thousands of followers and I cannot remember the last time that we got like a no. troll no. We never have. We've never and had a troll. And even people disagree with us, they are very respectful about very it. Very respectful. They are very, very kind. And yeah. they you know, say, hey, listen, I love you guys. Don't take this the wrong way. This post that you put up is rubbing me the wrong way. And I just want you to know about it. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We will take that to heart. There are things that – there was even like a would you rather I posted where somebody was like, this is this is insensitive to a certain population. And I was like, thank you. Like I would – you know, yeah, I'm not thank offended. thank you for bringing that to your attention. Exactly. It was totally brought up in a respectful way, yeah. in a mature way, and it wasn't like, you suck, bye. Exactly. Well, and that's what I mean is like if you put that out there – so it's like for all those people out there who are like, well, I can't control how people react. No, you can't. But you can – you do, you know, you do attract what you put out and like – if you are being self-absorbed, you're going to attract a bunch of other people who are self-absorbed. Fair. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to be genuine and authentic, you're going to attract a lot of other people who are trying to be genuine and authentic. Which is why we have the best people in the whole world. We're talking about you guys. If you're listening, that's yeah, you. You guys are amazing. Congrats. You, you win. <laughs> Shuri Chan responded when I did that post and she's like, it changed my whole perspective. I did this last year and giving is the answer. I love her so much. One of our listeners said, my home burned to the ground during the Thomas fire in SoCal last week. And when, as awful as this experience has been, it has changed my perspective on what truly matters. Your life isn't meant to be about physical appearance, material wealth, or social status. Life is about community and connections. I, I think it's interesting, like all the people that we talk to who have, you know, really life altering experiences where they lose a lot of things or they have an illness or they have an injury or whatever it is where like for one reason or another their plan got derailed whether that's something as simple as like I couldn't I mean it sounds simple but it's not simple for them of like I couldn't compete in CrossFit anymore all the way to I was dead and I you know I had a heart attack and was laying down on the floor and came back to life every single one is like you just realize that there's more to life than the way that you look or your PRs or XYZ, what matters is the people that you're with. 
Yeah. I feel like every single person at the core, like that's what they come back to is it's like what matters is who you are as a person and who you surround yourself with. Yeah. So what I want to be better at is not getting pissed at people who aren't in the same mindset as me because that's what I think bothers me is I'll see others what I perceive as being selfish and I realize that I'm just in a completely different place than other people like not we're not all going to be the same right like everyone's going to be different there's always going to be butt pictures and people love to post butt pictures and that's fine (laughs) but what I want to do is just not let that be something that gets under my skin because I'm like oh we're all just different like I just want to continue to put content out that I think people that will make people feel good and not insecure about their bodies because there's a lot there's a lot of living out there to do and I just don't want to waste my time worrying about that stuff or letting it get under my skin and I totally let it do I totally let it so that's that's something I'm going to ponder yeah and I think like I you know am um, a fly on the wall for a lot of your reactions and by a fly on the wall, I mean you text me when you have these reactions. <laughs> and I have gotten to the point where I don't – that stuff does not affect me anymore. It's just like yeah. I see it and I'm like, oh, that's not a choice I would make. And then I just move on. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice because, you know, I do kind of have that reaction of like, mm, nope. But I don't dwell on it. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, it's not completely, I'm not completely neutral about it. But I don't dwell on it. I don't let it affect my mood. I don't let it affect my day. It's just like, well, now I know – now I have more to reference of what I don't want to do, about mm-hmm. what I don't want to be like. Yes. And I that's a good point because as you were saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, what makes me mad is that I feel like people have a responsibility when you have a huge following, you have a responsibility to take care of your followers. But not everyone thinks that way. So I have to right. just get over that. Like, I just have to get over that. It's true. All right. What else do you want to do for 2018? Um, so... I really is going to drive me nuts because I had another thought about that, but maybe it'll come to me later. Let's talk about everything that you learned this year. Everything that I learned this year. All the things. Well, I think when you're thinking it, when at least for me, when I'm thinking of like a year in review, I like to think about it in like a theme of the year mm-hmm. of like looking back what comes up for me. And I don't know. It's a really hard question to answer, but I think... Like, I think back of highlights with, like, the Costa Rica trip, the episode 200 party, turning 40 was huge. You know, there's a lot of moments, I think, this year that I'm like, I just never thought that we would get to this point with the podcast, like, having our Iceland trip sell out. You know, of course, like, a really, like, awesome trips with family and friends. But I think, like, the past year, I feel like, it's just been a nice settling into my life, I guess. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I do think that the the whole like diet culture, that was a big struggle for me. And like, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about all that. But I think the past year I look back is like just a big circle. It's like I kind of started in, in one place and I went through a lot of crap. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I came back to home base. And like most of it was good, but I do feel like I was undoing a lot of the damage I did when I like mentally went through all the stuff with my weight and my health. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's finally like getting back on this even keel and that feels really good. So I, I like to look at it in like in that sense. And then as far as the like the highlights, of course, is what I just mentioned. Yeah, I agree. I think like so much happened this year like when you look you know when you start listening to things I was like oh yeah the 200th episode party oh yeah our Costa Rica trip oh yeah the games oh yeah 17.5 when we went to Madison yeah like my god that was so fun so many fun things and going to go see the mind pump guys like we did so much this year oh my god we sure did a lot of trip like you know and when you think about it like that, it's like, oh my gosh, we did so many cool things. And yet it does feel sort of eclipsed by just like, I feel like we kind of within the podcast, but also in my life and in our lives, I feel like we kind of got to the next level of like things we're talking about and things that we're thinking about and things that matter. Mm-hmm. And not only do I think we've made that shift in our podcast, but I've definitely made that shift in my life of like all of 2016, every single week I was taking before, or I was taking like quote unquote progress photos. Yeah. You know, that like, I have not even weighed myself. I don't remember the last time I weighed myself. I haven't sure as I'll haven't taken a progress photo in months and months and months and months. Yeah. I just I'm not fixated on my body anymore. I wear the same jeans every single day. I have like ten, you know, the same style jeans every single day. I wear I have like ten shirts that I rotate through. Like 
I just don't care. Yeah. And I care the way about the way that I feel. I know that when I don't work out and I have when I haven't been able to work out, I have a much harder time managing my anxiety. I'm not having as much fun. I don't feel like I can take time for myself, but like it has nothing to do. I can honestly say that it has nothing to do with the way that I look because I just don't care. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are going to ask, like, because I've gotten this question a lot. It's like, Joy, how did you get to that point where you just don't care anymore? And I'm yeah. like, I don't know what to tell you. It takes time. It and takes I just time. I just decided one day, like every single day was like a trust, right? Like you yeah. truly have to take one day at a time. And I know not everyone is on this level, but I was where I was like, I was kind of, I was pretty deep into like a pretty strict regimen. And every single day I was like, I just got to let go every single day and it's going to be fine. And just well, the effort was like, it was just not worth it to me. And I think like this is not helpful, but you know how you, when you have a headache, you don't notice that it's gone until you like a couple hours later, you're like, oh yeah, my headache went away. <laughs> totally. That's how it was. It was like, I never, like for me, and, and we've talked about this a lot. I didn't get in as deep as you. Like the way that our thought processes around these types of things are very, very different. So right. I'm the type of person that can kind of go in and out, let it go. But I still was at the, you know, was weighing myself every day, was taking progress photos all the time, was like worrying if I wasn't going down on pant size or whatever. And when I stopped counting macros and we did the whole 30 and I started feeling better and I just, you know, it was like yeah. one day I woke up and I was like, I just don't give a crap anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it was you like, just make a decision that it's so like nice. it's just it's just so it's just I would I would just keep my time. talking back to it. I'd be like, this is just so exhausting. Like I yeah. I'm just so tired of this crap. I think the big thing too for me was like I went through a period where I was like, am I do I not care? Did I go too far the other direction? Do I not care because I've completely checked out? Because that also is a a problem well, yeah. that I have. Yeah, I remember you where, like, about that. Yeah, where like one of my coping mechanisms is just to completely check out of my body and just mm -hmm. like not care that I'm hungry, not care that I'm tired, not care that I'm sick and just put my head down and go. But I don't think that's what this is because I think because when I check back in, it's not like all of a sudden I'm hit with this wave of like, oh my God, now I have to worry about my body. It's like, no, I can be aware of my hunger. I can be aware of my energy. I can be aware of my health without giving two shits whether or not I have love handles. It's pretty important to hang out with people also who are like completely opposite. Yeah. Because I went to dinner with some old friends recently. They're friends from graduate school. And they could not be further from like the health, wellness, like fitness community. But yeah. they're in great health. Yeah. But they're just not like in it, in it the way I'm in it. And it it's felt, not their like day in and day out. No. But there's, and it gives they're you so damn healthy. Like, there's they're more healthy. To life. There's more to life than like fitness Instagram influencers. Yes. And they're so freaking happy. And they're amazing people. And I'm just like this, I need more of this in my life of like less people who are crazy about the diet and fitness culture. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But I also yeah. think it's important to like have that home base of people who are just like, what? You did what? What's paleo? Yeah. What is that? And we had a delicious dinner at Root Down. It was great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Can we read a little bit of our listener comments about their yes. year 2017? Go for it. Okay. Did you like that picture I posted of the uh, dog manger? I feel like you would have to not have a soul to not like that picture. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go to our Facebook page. Joey posted a picture of like a doggy nativity. And if you're listening to this like years in the future, still go back to our Facebook you page. You have to go back. look it up. It's it wonderful. the best picture. It's this grooming service in Ireland that put oh together this dog nativity scene. And the dog's Oh, I just can't even explain it. Like words can't describe how cute this is. Okay, so I wanted to, I reached out on a post on Facebook and you guys responded. I just wanted to know what you guys learned in 2017 as we're doing like a year in review. And Tracy said, I love the GGW challenge as it has set me on a path of peace. 2018 is where the real work will be. And Donna said, same here. And I love you two both very much. I remember them from the uh, Mindful Body Challenge. So hopefully that, yeah, hopefully that was helpful. It definitely impacted me for sure. Oh, I love this. Anna said, the day we left to hike Kilimanjaro, an older lady who had finished and summited the day before told me, as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other, I assure you, you will get to the finish line. Um, it reminds me also when I ran the New York City Marathon, there was this old guy in front of me one of the things that kept that keep me going if i ever do races like that which i don't plan on doing but uh is to see the people who are older than me doing it like 
this guy in his 70s was running the New York City Marathon. And I remember he ran by me and I was just like kind of tired and like, I don't know if I looked scared, but he's like, it's just a bunch of left, right, lefts. It's just a bunch of left, right, lefts. And I was like, life really is just a bunch of left, right, lefts. I used to do that when I was coaching, when it would be like a really long, hard workout and someone would really be struggling. And I'd be like, how many reps can you do at a time? Yeah. Just one. Just one. Like, just do the next rep. Just do And then the, the, next. Next, the next one after that and the next one after that. Don't focus on like, you know, having to do 100 squats. Just, just the next one. Yeah. Michelle says the phrase, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive, kept coming back to me. I learned to say no to new opportunities, obligations, and no to worrying about what others thought. I learned to slow down, be more mindful and present. I learned that multitasking doesn't lead to more productivity and yes. to value high productivity a bit less. Thank you, Joy and Claire, for having a hand in this. Oh, I totally remember what I wanted to say earlier. And it had to do with multitasking doesn't lead to more productivity, blah, blah, blah. Is I know I've mentioned Sean Accor before, but I have to go back really quick and make this point about happiness. Because if you have not read his books, Sean Accor, his last name is like Anchor without the N, A-C-H-O-R. He's a Harvard professor. I don't think he teaches anymore, but he used to, and he has done a ton of research about happiness. And I just find it so helpful to go back and listen to his TED Talks. And he's done an interview on Super Soul Sunday. So please look him up and just listen to what he has to say about happiness. Because every time I listen to an episode, I'll listen to it like 10 times because I hear something new every time I listen to it. And it essentially really, 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 really gets down to the nitty gritty of like money and possessions do not get you happiness. And like once you get to a place of accomplishment, your brain automatically sets a point to achieve the next goal. So you're not like even if you accomplish like the highest goal you could achieve, your brain the next day will set something different and you'll feel like that's why people get into a depression after they accomplish really big things because it's kind of like this letdown of like, okay, now what? Because your brain doesn't perceive like that is the end. So go back and listen to his episodes on his, uh, I think he might actually have a podcast too, Um, but just Google him. Okay. So then you were reading the one about if it costs you your piece, it's too mm -hmm. expensive. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Kelsey says, I got you. (laughs) Thank you. Kelsey says, this year, a phrase that helped me with anxiety was whether, I'm oh, sorry, was whatever will happen has already happened. And I love that because that's very true. I use that a lot as well. It can be interpreted a couple different ways, but it largely has helped me stop stressing constantly about my PhD program and work or my relationship or training. So yeah, like whatever will happen has already happened. Meaning like the worst thing that you could ever imagine like has already happened. So move on. Like, you're going to get through whatever life throws at you because you've already gone through some major shit. Gwen says, this was the year I broke up with CrossFit. After doing it for seven years, including coaching and competing, it was so hard to take a break. I couldn't imagine what I would talk about, get excited about, but the break has benefited my sleep and overall physical wellness too. At 42 years old, the cortisol boosts were too much for me, I think. This past year, I switched to Olympic lifting and it is much better, a much better match. I even found a new tribe to love and some things to talk about. Yay, Gwen! Yay for listening to your body! All right, do you want to read a couple more? Or do you have them pulled up? No, you do it. Um, Stephanie says, I feel like my theme for the year was acceptance, accepting what is out of my control, focusing on what I can control, and being open to life being different than the picture I had in my head. Acceptance is awesome. Yes, Stephanie, when you wrote that, there's another thing that comes to me is about forgiveness. And the same vein is forgiveness is you had an expectation of what you wanted to have happen and it didn't happen. So you're letting go of those expectations. You're letting go of what you wish would have happened. And I love that. So it's like, because I think we get caught up on, well, if only my childhood was childhood was better. If only I had like X, Y, Z be different in my life. So I feel like acceptance and forgiveness go hand in hand. One more. <laughs> Karen, I love Karen. Laughter fixes so many things. Love always wins. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh, you can't hear me? What? No, oh. I was just... Oh, I, I thought you I were just... Like, yep. <laughs> I wasn't shaking my head. I can't hear you. I was like shaking my head like, it's so simple. It really is that simple. Like, that's all you need. Love is all you need. Okay, so uh, anything else... That we what do you to... want to have happen in 2018? Well, you know, I... You know, the huge. The huge. I have a hard time with this. I always have a hard time. Like, I used to be able to, like, rattle off goals like crazy. Yeah. And I think what I want to do instead of 
um, like having like this grand plan for 2018. And I do love years. I love New Year's. I feel like everyone gets to kind of start over and you think of life in years. And so I think it's important to me, but I want oh, I'm to gonna start singing the rent song. Don't, don't make me. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Just imagine in your mind. That yeah. I'm everyone the right song. now. No. Um, <laughs> sounded exactly like it. Yes. I think what I want to do is like, everyone just throw your expectations out the window, like throw the plans of like day one, I'm going to do this day two, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to commit to like 30 days of working out or what have you. I think what I want to do is just like take every single day as an opportunity to learn something like learn something from, I don't know, the person I see on the street or like look for opportunities instead of like the things that I have to accomplish. Like I want to have it be like I said in my Insta stories, kind of like a reverse resolution where it's like, I want, I want 2018 to like teach me what I need to learn, not to be like super yoga person about it. But that's, that's the only way I can think of because I feel like everything up to this point has been very inward focused. Like, what do I want to do? And what do I want to, like, what do I, I want to use the word I less. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I'm just trying to be open. I think I'm hoping 2018, I have some opportunities to take some take some risks and um, potentially, you know, do some things that I wouldn't have been open to doing and just trying to be an advocate for myself more so than I have been. I don't know. I think it's going to be a good year. Iceland. I'm, yeah, Iceland's going to be fun. Brandon's going to meet him with school, which is going to be big. Yeah. We're thinking about, I mean, if we're going to have another kid, it's probably going to happen this year. Yeah. So that, I mean, if I don't have another kid by this time next year, I'll probably at least be growing another human. So that'll be a big, um, physically and metaphorically. (laughs) I agree with you though. I think it'd be good. I'm just excited to see kind of where this conversation keeps going about, like focusing on connection and giving back and how we can kind of facilitate that for our community. Yeah. I think what I, what's important to me is like that it doesn't have to be this like, go out and volunteer for 10 hours a week. No. Like it doesn't like, that's not what I'm talking about. If you do that, that's awesome. But it's the mindset of like, right. It's really like a mindset shift. Like you don't have to go out. Yeah. And yeah. If for you, that means going out and volunteering, then great. But I, yeah, I agree. It's more of like, just how do you think about things? Like, what are your priorities? What are you making decisions based on? Yeah. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to keep my head up a little bit more every day of like not being so buried in my phone. And like, if I see someone with, I can't remember. Oh, I was, someone was walking in front of me the other day and she had a really cool arm tattoo. And I was like, I was like saying it in my head and I was like, I love your tattoo. I just said it instead of just being like so absorbed into my world. I was like, I want to connect with people. Now I'm not going to be like best friends with this girl. This was just a passing moment, but I feel like those are the things that just truly make a huge difference in someone's day. Anyway, you guys, I really hope that you have a wonderful New Year's Eve and 2017 was super successful thanks to you. And we cannot thank you enough for supporting this podcast. We hope we get to do it for many more years to come and that we celebrate many more New Year's Eves with you guys. So thank you so much. And then can we pimp really quick uh, Camp Wild Child because spots are starting to fill up and we really want you to come to this trip with us in 2018 so as you're making your 2018 goals maybe you should add us to that and we've had a couple people say you know i just started asking myself why not like and the answer was there isn't a real there really isn't a good reason you know things immediately come to your head like well it's kind of expensive but what will i do with the kids it's like you have nine months to figure all that out sign up it's gonna be great um we are working on potentially offering some options for getting from the airport to camp so more to come there and you know, if that's what's holding your, you back, let us know. We will find a way to get you from the airport to the camp if I have to come pick you up myself. Yeah, we'll find a way. If that's like, if you're like, well, I would. I just don't have to rent a car. I don't want to drive in the mountains. Sign up. Sign up. I will we'll come figure to it out. And drive you to camp. Joy and Claire will have a caravan and we'll come get you. We should do that. That'd be so We fun. really we should. should. Just party bus. Yeah. Big, big sign. Deal. Yeah, that's We're awesome. We're going to do that. It's, it's a great party idea. Bus. Sign up. Sign up. It's going to be so fun. And Camp Wild Child, there's, or excuse me, Camp Time Out. They used to be called Camp Wild Child. Formerly Camp Wild Child. Camp Time Out is so freaking cute. They're the cutest. They're so they sent everyone who awesome. Was, or I think most of the people who were registered, I hope it was everyone, like a little s'mores <laughs> kit. If, if you didn't get one, don't worry. If you didn't get one, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't be mad. 
<laughs> but a couple of people told us they got like a really cute little like Santa like, s'more kit. Yes. They're just so freaking cute. They sent us a cootie catcher. Do you guys remember cootie catchers? Like those little like pick your color R E D. Now answer yes. the question one, two, three, four, five. And then it'd be like, you're going to marry Aaron Samuel. Okay, hold on. I got it. It's right here. So I got to pull it up oh, we because I one. want, yeah, I want you to, <laughs> I want you to, to pick one. Okay. Okay. Well, I can't do it while I'm talking, so I'll just read you the answers. <laughs> no, you can do it. You can, did you never learn how to do it with one hand? No. Hold on. Oh, okay. Joy. Hold on. Hold Next on. level cootie catching. Oh, my gosh. I got to put the mic down. Hold on. This is hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if I can remember how to do this. I don't think I'm going to do this with one hand. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. So pick a color. Orange, pink, camera. green, or silver? Orange, pink, green, or silver? Uh, pink. Hey. <laughs> okay, the number choices we have are one, eight, five, and four. Uh, one. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to make this easy on you. I picked the shortest <laughs> color. Okay, pick seven, two, three, or six. Two. You landed a role as an extra in Mean Girls. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, PSA. Mean Girls is being taken off of Netflix in January. Watch it now. Why are Watch they doing now. that? Why would they do that to us? I don't us? know. It's the worst. Ugh. One okay, of the guys. answers, one of the answers says you will have drinks with Dave Castro. So we will take this it. with us to Camp Wildchild. Sorry, Tam- yes. Camp Timeout. Camp Timeout? Totally <laughs> They're going to get mad at us. Camp Timeout. Camp Timeout. So camp Timeout. Timeout dot com forward slash a u g as in the month of august and that will take you to our page um you can also just go to camptimeout.com and click on the colorado camp on the top like the top menu click colorado camp and that's us you can register it's gonna be so fun we're so excited start your 2018 with a bang by registering for that trip because it's gonna be so much fun all right guys Have a wonderful, safe, happy new year. And thank you again for supporting this show. We love you very much. And we hope you have the best start to 2018 ever, ever, ever. Happy new year.